today in this room, we're going to be discussing what it means to step into your sovereign self. But first, what I'd like to do is discuss what it what is the I Awesome kitchen table. So we all know, as we sit around the kitchen table, um, we talk about anything. You know, when you have guests at your house, friends come by, we're all talking, we're all usually around the table. This is where we can interact, talk about anything, where families gather to have dinner. Um, so this is the I Awesome Kitchen Table, where anyone can take part in the conversation with us. Um, today, we are going to be focusing on what it means to step into your sovereign self and how we have to start to begin to uncondition the conditioning and what that means. So first, I think what I'd like to do first and foremost is obviously introduce myself. So my name is Aisha Hogan. I am the visionary and founder of the International Academy of Universal Self Mastery, lovingly called iAwesome. And this is a community of like-minded, amazing people. It's like, it's a social media platform as well as a, um, a place where people can learn through online courses and tribes and really about stepping into their potential, about allowing them to be whatever they were meant to be and stepping into that, stepping into their sovereign selves, stepping into their mastery. And so that is really what I Awesome is about. It's this beautiful, empowering, sacred space for you to be able to do that. And today joining me on the panel is one of our iAwesome mentors and part of the iAwesome Dream Team. Hey, Patricia, how you doing? Hi, Aisha. I'm very well, thank you. Lovely to be here. It's exciting, isn't it? Absolutely. I've, um, I've yeah, I've got my cup of tea ready for the kitchen table. I hope everybody <laughs> pulls up a chair and gets their favorite cuppa on the go. <laughs> well, this is a new room now that's also being hosted at Rich Woman Magazine, which is amazing. And um, they've allowed us to put our club into, uh, into uh, Awesome into the Rich Woman Magazine. And, you know, that's a new collaboration because iAwesome is really about collaborating too. Stepping into your sovereign self is also about being able to work in cohesion. So what does stepping into your sovereign self mean to you, Patricia? Um, oh, am I on? Yes. So it's, it's everything to me, um, stepping into my sovereign self. It's, it means adulting, I suppose, to me. It means recognizing that I am a co-creator. Means to me stepping up and stepping into your own empowerment, um, and really taking on that role of being a co-creator in your own reality, rather than looking outside of ourselves for the wisdom and direction, we look inside of ourselves for our own unique answers um, and trusting ourselves to action that. That's what sovereignty means to me. Interesting word that you used in there was empowerment. And I think that... I don't know if people really know what that word means. Like not so much that they have the strength or the confidence to do something, but empowerment 
is about really standing in your potential. So when I think about, you know, what we say in IAWESOME for the students and even for the teachers is imagine yourself being anything that deep down inside you always felt that you wanted to be or should be or that you feel pulled to be, but because of everything outside of you telling you what you should be doing and how you should be doing it and everyone putting their two cents into your life, you're not standing in your own sovereignty. So you're not empowering yourself to be the person that you were meant to be, right? So empowerment, empowerment means standing in that person, not just plugging along in your life in a space where you are not really feeling like you are standing in your purpose. A lot of people that I help, I always hear like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't feel like I'm living my purpose. I, you know, but I'm really successful at this, that, and the other thing, but I don't feel like I'm living my purpose. So empowerment means to me anyways, about being able to step away from what you think you should be doing or what everybody else tells you you should be doing and stepping into who you want to be regardless of what everybody else thinks to be standing in it with courage, right? Courage means, you know, making choices and decisions for yourself and stepping into your fears and stepping into who you want to be regardless of fear, regardless of what everybody else says. What are you thinking about that, Patricia? No, I, I completely agree. It's about knowing oneself, isn't it? In all of your gory glory, and being authentic and true, even if it means going um, against the tide um, and really understanding oneself within all of that, what's right for you and what's wrong for you. It's connecting to your intuition, connecting to your sense of self um, and being a in a place of um, creation or reaction uh, rather than in reaction mode, being in creation mode. Um, what does it mean for you? And, make, you know, we've spent our life, when we talk about conditioning, we have spent our lives looking outside of ourselves from maybe the priest, uh, you know, to be the go-between between us and our gods or um, the doctor, for example, to be able to, um, and the pharmaceutical companies, they're the ones that know and can heal us, heal us to teachers, um, you know, they know more than us. We've been conditioned to look outside of ourselves that the TV knows more than us. Newspapers know more than us. Everyone else knows more than us. Um, and it's about now, I think now, consciousness has shifted. And in turn, it is about stripping that back and going, my connection with my God is my connection with my God. I don't need to go through somebody else you know my connection to education and how I want to ed you know obviously people go to school and things like that but there's also that sense of what do I love in this world and how can I educate myself what other healing practices can I do I mean this is my body my mind my my heart my soul and my heart beats you know my heart is beating how many do I have and so what what am I going to do with them with that time that we have on in this playground that we call earth and it's like am i going to lead somebody else's life or i'm going to step into my own self-empowerment um be present in the now 
um, and be true to me in my heart and my mind without obligation. And it's about finding that kind of courage. It, it's a process, isn't it? It's a process that we live through um, and during. And I think, you know, throughout this current situation that we've all been thrown into, um, a, you know, coming back to ourselves and what's true for us um, and finding that sovereignty has been key for me um, and has been an anchor for me throughout the last two years, especially. Um, and owning that, that's where the empowerment comes, stepping into that ownership and taking responsibility of my life for me rather than looking outside of myself for that kind of direction. Absolutely. And you said an interesting word there. You said obligation, right? Obligation. We always feel like we have to do something because we're obligated to do it or someone's expecting something from us. Um, there's an expectation that we're going to follow in our father's footsteps or in our mother's footsteps or they want this for us. And, you know, we're paying for this for you. So you should be doing this or, you know, there's always or social media saying you should look like this or act like that. And this is acceptable and that's not acceptable. And and that's all the conditioning, right? That's all that amazing or unamazing, I think, disempowering conditioning that has told us that we have to fit into this box whatever that box might be for you whether you know it's cultural religious expectations from parents friends colleagues all these different spaces and you're put into this box and i guess the time is to get rid of the box it's not to jump into a different box but say you know what i don't want a box <laughs> Exactly. Oh my be, gosh. Yeah, shoulds. Ditch the shoulds. Right? right. Swap, swap, swap it for could. I could do that, but do I really want to? That's the question, isn't it? You know, I should do this, but mm, I could do it, but do I really want to? That could be, um, that could be the uh, question we ask ourselves for this coming month and see, just see, you know, what we choose to do rather than what we think we should do. That could be a nice little experiment that we could put out there. Yep, I, absolutely. It's like what and, and feeling it in your body. You know, I keep I keep mentioning to people when I'm speaking to them. You know, we've been told that we have these five senses, um, physical senses, and that there's the sixth sense that you know that clear of something sense. And it's not. I would say take that clara sense or whatever it is that, you know, your energetic sense and put that and make it the seventh sense. And your sixth sense is really your body. How does it feel for you? Like to, to do what you do, if it doesn't feel good inside, if there's something inside you, because well, yeah, we always look out, you know, we're always going out for approval when we should be going in. Like you said that one time, which I love that it's going in for your own validation, for your own self appreciation and approval. And it's like, do I wanna be doing this? Like, is this really what feels good for me? And if it doesn't, then you need to step into what does feel good regardless of what anybody else is gonna to say to you because there's always gonna be the fault finders. They're always gonna be out there telling you, well, that, well, what if this happens and you shouldn't do that? And what if that happens? And they're gonna fill you with doubt. And it's about really believing in yourself and saying, 
you know what? I'm going to do this anyway. You know, thanks for your advice. Thanks for all your thoughts. Thanks for all your opinions and interesting points of view. But I think I'm going to just follow my heart on this one and feeling okay to do that. Yeah. And also, you know, being able to say no without uh, an excuse. We, you know, so many times we say no and then we have to wrap it around with an excuse. No, because my kids are diddle da or no, I can't do that because da-da-da. How about no, I just don't want to. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm just staying in or, or I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just going to this college because I actually really love this college. So no, I'm not going to that one. I don't want to. How about just being that honest? It's like it's- we're almost <laughs> protecting the other people. And that, and that, it's not even that, it's protecting ourselves because we want the other people that are listening or watching us to approve of what we're doing, mm-hmm. right? We want that validation that says, good on you. Yeah, you go do that, right? You should be able, the, the, the only person that should be validating you, it's nice to hear it from outside of you, but the only validation that's important is yours because you are the one who are, is living your life. You are and the one you, who is in it. Yeah. And when you're standing in that, you're, it feels to me like now, right now, it feels like a lighthouse and I'm beaming that light. And when I'm standing in my sovereignty and I'm working from that place of truth and authenticity and I'm being completely honest and I'm delivering that truth, it gives the other person the permission to do the same. Yes. It takes you out of that dynamic, that that the the control dramas that we live day in day out and it and it gives the other people around you permission to live their own truth and become their own lighthouses absolutely absolutely we have someone here uh i just brought in from our audience hi maximilian is that is that your name that's awesome that's my name (laughs) maximilian annie that's awesome. So today what we're talking about here is what does it mean to step into your sovereignty and really about unconditioning the conditioning. You know, we've been told for millennia about how we should be and how we should act and what does success mean and all of these things. But really, if you kind of look at it just for, as on an individual basis is what does it mean for me and allowing that to guide you rather than all the noise outside of you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And tell us a little bit about you as well. Hi, okay. So my name is uh, Maximilian, and um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, all I like doing is uh, creating solutions to solve uh, problems in the market. That's kind of what gives me joy. Yeah. And then I've been um, living in China for many years, like more than 10 years. Um, we're trying to change our business into a startup and to help many people and businesses to connecting people and businesses to um, manufacturers and suppliers, you know, B2B. And then why we provide quality assured products. That's the platform we're building now. So on an individual level, what does it mean to you to stand in your sovereign self? Oh, myself is like happiness. <laughs> you know, all I do is to be happy and have uh, my self-contentment. And I don't know, what is it called again? My, being self-contented and 
um, peace of mind. There's uh, anything that takes away my peace of mind is not uh, peaceful for me. The interesting thing that you said there is you said a word called uh, happy, right? Happiness. So happy is is interesting because happiness means different things to different people. And I think we forget that when we're when we're talking to someone else or we're advising someone else or we're sharing in, you know, one of our loved ones lives. We have this sort of unknown or unconscious expectation of what happiness should be. But that happiness is really only the happiness, what would make me happy. What makes me happy and what makes Patricia happy might be two completely different things. So happiness is also perception. You know, it's, it's what, what is my perception of happiness versus your perception of happiness. And for one person to force what their perception is onto someone else, it's not that we're doing it on purpose. We think we're helping. But we never sit back and say, well, what would make you happy? What's your version of happiness? What would make you feel fulfilled? What makes you feel successful? What makes you feel good about you? May not even be close to what it is for me. So it's just really about understanding that it's perception as well. So when we're, we are advising other people or helping them or guiding them, it's about what is it for you? Right? What does that feel like for you? What do you think about that, Patricia? So exactly for me now, in the last five to seven years, like I became more of a listener. Like I ask questions. I want to ask. Like when I'm dealing with somebody, I'm more of asking questions than you know listening more to understand. Because before I was, I thought I was doing. Uh, good to a lot of people, but I was doing it to, I thought it was, it's going to make them happy, but it wasn't making them real, really happy. So now I want to ask questions. Uh, I want to ask you on a several time, how do you get happy? How, what makes you a real person, you know? And then by understanding that, because uh, when somebody I'm in a relationship with is happy, it also makes me happy and fulfilled. So I want to ask questions, you know, you know, and then be a good listener. But since I started living the life that way, I started having kind of happy life too, you know, because I'm seeing others happy makes me happy. It's about finding out what makes somebody else happy because we can project um, our happiness onto others and think that that is what will make them happy. And we find that a lot as a as parents, we can project onto our children um, what we think will make our children happy. And we can we can do that with all the best intentions and to find that actually those things don't make the child happy. You know, actually kicking her shoes off and sitting back with a little book on the sofa rather than going out um and you know running um at, that would make mum happy but it doesn't necessarily make the child happy so you're right maximilian it's about finding out what makes somebody else feel empowered and content and happy and being able to stand in their own truth and support that as a partner or parent or friend 
Um, and then in turn, we find out what really, truly makes us happy because it's not, it wasn't actually until I became an adult that I worked out what I liked, what, what I, what I found brought up the happy feelings in me. Um, you know, it, sometimes it takes quite a while to find out what really it is. You know, we just take on our parents stuff or, um, siblings and, and things like that. We need to give ourselves the space to find out what it means for us to be sovereign, to be whole, to be an adult, to be happy um, and strip away all of that conditioning and all of that projected stuff um, from others. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right there, Maximilian. I think what what also is really sitting down and, and, and not having a fear of making mistakes, because I find out, you know, I find the mistakes and the obstacles that show up in our lives are actually the most powerful opportunities ever because we learn. We also learn what we don't like. You know, we learn, we get gain clarity on what makes us happy. So it's like, oh, I did that. That didn't really work the way I wanted it to work. That doesn't make you a failure. That means you've learned something. And you know, that self judgment of what if I do it wrong? What if I mess everything up? What if blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to say, take those what ifs and say, well, what if it works out right? What if it is exactly what you want it to be? What if you take that mistake that you've made and say, wow, I learned something really great from that. And now I learn what I do like more and what I don't like. And when I, you know, even when I work with people and they're talking about all their failures and stuff, and I say, look at it like it's a buffet. Every experience you've had in your life is a separate dish that's on the buffet. And some of those dishes, you will pick them up and you will eat, eat, eat because, it, because you love it. And some of those dishes, you're like, I'm not touching that, right? That doesn't taste good at all, right? So you don't want to eat from that anymore. But what I find that is a lot of people still, because they live in their past or based on what other people expect from them, they're eating from the dishes that they don't like, you know, and it's okay to say, you know what, I've got about a hundred dishes on my table and I really only like these 10. I don't care about the other 90. I tried them. I didn't like them. I'm not eating from them anymore. And it doesn't matter if someone else comes up to you and says, you must eat from this one. You'll be like, no, I don't like it. I tried it. I don't like it. So it's okay to say, yes, I like this. No, I don't. I prefer not to do that. And I've tried it. It's not for me. And regardless of what anybody else says, to be able to step into that and say, it's okay if it's okay for you. And I honor that it's okay for you, but it's not okay for me. And I think that that's also an important piece is of honoring what doesn't feel good for you, but also honoring that it does feel good for someone else and not judging them, but saying, Hey, that's okay. That's where you're at right now. And, and that's what you like. And that's awesome. It's not for me, but it's awesome. And wouldn't it be great for that to start at everybody's kitchen table for that kind of, um, that kind of awareness to start when our children are children and we have the adults around us saying, okay, yeah, you don't like that. That's cool. Um, or no, you know, yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to um, 
go to that birthday party or you're making your mind up about the clothes that you want to wear. When we have critical parents that criticise um, our choices as children, and we don't have many choices as children, we kind of get dragged along with whatever the adults want to do or not want to do. So bringing that into, onto the kitchen table in our family homes um, at a young age really helps create the foundation for a sovereign self as they grow into the adult world. Being okay with it not being okay is okay. <laughs> um, you know, being being fine um, with saying no and 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 feeling empowered about the decisions you're making can really happen from the kitchen table upwards. And you know, as an adult that had to kind of explore that and understand that in my late 20s and early 30s to realize that I actually had a say and I could give my permission to myself to do x y and z that was a that was a huge moment I didn't have to look outside of myself for direction or for someone else to say it was all right or not all right and that I didn't get that until my late 20s early 30s um so if we could if we could bring that to the kitchen table with the younger generations, so it's just a math, you know, it's just normalised that, you know, their authentic being and how they are um, with those emotions, whether they're big emotions, whether it's angry or frustrated or happy or joy, not, not emotionally bypassing any of those and being in our wishful thinking state, but actually leaning into what is true and authentic for us can be the gifts like you say Aisha that is the gold you know and, and learning like you were saying about learning through what doesn't work out right the first time understanding that that's the creative process that there's going to be highs and lows in that there's no failures it's all learning if we could kind of um, put that into the buffet and feed that put that on the kitchen table when our children are young we have a really good chance of being the change we wish to see in the world as they grow older. You're right. And also that's, that's all so valid and so right. And I think also when we do our children a disservice when we are constantly telling them what to do. I know we think we're doing it because we love them and we want to make sure that they don't make any mistakes and that, you know, we, we lead through our experience but they need to experience and they need to learn. And also what ends up happening, which we don't mean it for it to happen, but it does. When we start telling them everything, do this, do it this way, don't do it like that. You should go here, you need to go there, you need to go to church every Sunday, you need to blow whatever it is. By the time they get to adults, they actually don't know, or even young adults, they don't know how to make a decision for themselves that part of themselves is weak it's not strong because someone's always made a decision for them and what we want to do is help them to make those decisions and when they make a mistake or when they make it doesn't work out right for them sit down with them and go okay so you did this what did you learn how are you going to do it next time let them tell us or tell you what they're going to do rather than well, I told you not to do that. You should have done this because I told you to. And but that's that's what we've been conditioned to do. But saying take it a different take a different approach and say, okay, 
So you messed up. Now what? It goes to, so then, you know, listening to you there, it was like we can have a perception that being a sovereign self is an adult thing. And actually being a sovereign self, our children come in sovereign beings. They incarnate into the world as a, as a sovereign being. They're fully themselves. And it's, and it's through that conditioning that we kind of put, we're, we're projecting stuff onto them. And then the unconditioning is like they're, they're, they're breaking free from it all again and stepping in, you know, stepping back into their glorious sovereign self. So how great would it be if we could, you know, really understand that these sovereign beings, when they come in, they're shining so brightly that they 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 shine so brightly that the the shadows within us show themselves and that can be triggered. And wouldn't it be great to have a generation of parents and aunties and uncles and grannies and grandpas that then rather than than feel so triggered that they then respond from that place back to the child, they actually realise and they go away and they do the inner work and clear up what's been triggered, say thank you to the to the shining sovereign being for the for the gift that they've just shown. And then they can come back to the kitchen table and be the guide, the elder that they were always supposed to be, which is about helping the child stay light and stay sovereign and then their own empowerment um, and guiding them from that clear clean space that would be a great great thing wouldn't it that would be awesome that would be awesome dr marina you have joined us today i would love to hear some of your thoughts on this and thank you for joining us wow how fabulous <laughs> I, I i was looking at um, the title and i just feel that um there are so many layers to this. <laughs> it's almost where do I start? Um, you know, we have a publication called Sovereign, and I will start saying that when I um, first started that, that publication, for me, it was very, very clear that life is this karmic coin and Sovereign is a coin. <laughs> so um, at the same time of... The, the notion of being a sovereign, but there is the coin that is really bringing in the magic simply because on one facet is your past with all the lessons you learn, which in my own experience are more, more uh, important and priceless uh, than uh, experience, as an experience than any win. And on the other side is the result of all these experiences and, and lessons and you turning those experiences into a solution, a solution that um, then you master and you, you, you understand is transferable. So these are the two facets of, of being a sovereign, of being, um, having coining your, your own essence, your own existence uh, on, on earth. So um, very, um, very big topic <laughs> that I'm trying to layer <laughs> into, into, um, into certain specifics. So for me, it, this is why Sovereign Magazine is a profile magazine where 
we uh, n now is um, has been uh, rebranded a couple of years ago actually into business tech finance. So we are dealing with all the sovereigns, <laughs> all the people who are sharing their solutions to to their own freedom. And uh, in saying that, uh, we are talking about solutionaries, you know, people who manage to survive a certain challenge and then they transfer that solution into other people's lives. So they would be the the last person struggling with that specific challenge. I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, to understand um, what, what is the meaning of sovereign self to you. I, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, it's the same concept, uh, finding your freedom to be yourself, uh, find, finding what makes you, you that unique essence that uh, everybody could benefit because once you help one person, you, you know you can help millions. It's just a matter of um, finding a way of delivering that solution to millions of people. So I, I feel that the kitchen table is, is where you create um, the awesome <laughs> kitchen table is where you create uh, a feast for the soul. So I know you are, your, your excellence is in self-mastery. So you, you are saying that every single dish you create is a dish that um, you are passionate about, uh, a dish that is unique to you, a dish that you could serve others. So in a way, it's, it's very much the same as the concept of being your sovereign self, uh, finding uh, a way to, to share these um, discoveries, this uh, uh, innovative thinking, these uh, concepts and everything that forms your, your, um, your algorithm to address certain certain challenges so there is less suffering there is um less i think the the word i'm looking for is uh less um okay what i will say here I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna yeah. play the divine advocate here for a second um <laughs> because i was looking for a word that you know it, it, it's your your you see, because each one of us is, is born with a unique gift and uh, with no doubt everybody is born a genius and I'm not the only um, person. I, I've been studying this for uh, for the last decade and it's nothing new. Romans um, actually believe that um, every household uh, is... Um, in every household, there is a genius. So, so it's nothing new about that. But what I'm saying is that it's not even a matter of, of becoming somebody. It is a matter of remembering who you are destined to be. And I think what you are doing here within the kitchen table and the rich conversations you, you are engaging and the solutions you are offering, especially Patricia, for, for uh, how you you inspire your children because we, we know we can't teach our children anything. <laughs> we can inspire them, but they can teach us a lot of things. So, so I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's all about self mastery. 
to to the point of um, gaining your 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 true. Um, your, it, it is within your right. Actually, I think this is this is what this is about to unleash your 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 genius. I call it stardust and human potential. So because I believe I'm I'm a great believer in human potential. So this is why, in my opinion, the disbalance between bad news, ninety five percent of all the news in the world today and tomorrow and yesterday are bad news, is simply because we don't identify um we, we don't even have a conversation on on what makes you you on what you bring at the table um and who who you know you are your, your self perception having a tremendous role so you are conditioned to think that actually you are not good enough you are not smart enough you are not um wise enough perhaps you are not known enough uh, with our understanding that what defines you is not what you know, is not who you know, and is not who knows you, is who you become. Who, and I will take that a step further, saying that is who you remember you are, <laughs> because you are already. It's nothing for you to become. It's just remembering who you are. But anyway, yes, back to you, Aisha. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for sharing all of that wisdom. That's amazing. The one thing you said there that um, I, I, I'm going to play the divine advocate right now. I don't say devil's advocate anymore. I'm the divine advocate is you said, you know, you, you love working with solutionaries. So people, you know, you, you write, you know, you, they can a place where they can give all their solutions so that one day, everybody, you know, they don't make those mistakes again because there's these wonderful solutions out there. And I'm gonna say to that, which is amazing, but everyone's solution is different, right? So uh, what is the right answer for me might not be the right answer for someone else, might be the right answer for those 10 people, but not the right answer for those 20 people because our, our purposes and our paths are so different. So I love the idea of solutions it's like when our parents give us guidance from their experience, but yet we have to be open to the, to the um, concept, idea. What is the solution for one people is a person is not the same solution for someone else. And it's just, it's because we're all so, as much as we're all connected and we are one, we are still individuals and for our individual purposes, different solutions may be required. I, I totally agree with you. I don't believe in one size fits all. And this is why everything I do is bespoke and might sound strange to some people, but it is actually true. But there is a, a template, right? There is a, uh, it, it's almost like a frame where you could put your own um, uh, energy, you could put your own uh, headlines <laughs> if you want. So, so I, I absolutely agree with what you said. Um, I, I would say though that you see, when it comes to solutions, I think the real challenge is sharing those solutions. Because, uh, for example, you, your solution to self mastery, or, or Patricia's solution to um, being. Um, your 
your own sovereign is carries a certain guidance and support for the people who are applying your solutions, right? So what you are saying, come to my world because I'm not going to treat you as if you need to become me. I'm going to treat you as you, but I'm going to lend you my solution to you becoming um, the best version of yourself or, um, you know, the sovereign self or whatever the outcome might be. So I, I see it as the real challenge when I look, when I, I distance myself from the self-development industry for that very purpose, because there is no such thing as one size fits all. And actually this is the, the, core, the core of the self-development industry. It's exactly that. So I distance myself and when I distance myself from the self-development industry, I realize that actually we are the, the challenge is that we are not sharing our solutions because we are afraid um, your solution might be better than mine or whatever it is, right? Because we are conditioned to think that way. We are conditioned to think that is not enough or you are not enough. And that is the problem. That is the real challenge. In reality, I'm sharing your solution because I believe in you and it's up to you how you apply that solution and you transfer that into others because I trust you will respect their unique essence and you'll understand that they're so beautifully unique. And that is the, the, the real um, richness of each individual. So I don't know if this even makes sense to you, but <laughs> but I, I've been um, uh, working on on people's ability to share solutions um, for for a decade, and I think in my findings it's very clear that there is a lot of scarcity, and it's always uh, the Mimi culture that stops you from becoming yourself. Because uh, there are people who bought, let's say, Tony Robbins program, and they try to become Tony Robbins instead of becoming themselves. So I don't know what your experience is, but this is what my findings are. I've been in rooms with 10,000 people where they were jumping about and they didn't even realize they were watching um, on a big TV screen uh, in a big room. Tony Robbins wasn't even there. So... <laughs> and the same video you could find in, on YouTube. So I, I went through a lot of um, uh, ups and downs trying to figure out what is this self-development about? How far can it take you in, in terms of um, finding your sovereign self? That, that, that's my, my, my question. Uh, that's been my question for a long time. So... Um, well, I think we need to do a room about that. Maybe that'll be one of our kitchen tables, right? So I think that uh, definitely we need to do a room about that. Patricia, I know you want to add something here. Yeah, it's my favorite subject, how to um, step into your sovereign self um, and what you can actually do, but both practically and um, metaphysically, if you like, to uncondition that conditioning and step into your sovereign self and be the answers that you're looking for in this world um and yeah uh yeah we've got we've got 
lots of lovely juicy processes to share with people all around that we're going to be bringing this room slowly to a close today but i will say that um in response to what you were saying, Dr. Marina, and you know, what a lot of people ask is, you know, what does self-development, like, what will that really do for me? And yes, I believe that people like to follow other people rather than step into who they are themselves. And I think self-development and self-mastery is changing where it's as part of this evolution that we're going through right now. So before it was, who do I follow? Who do I want to be like? And I think, well, I know what I awesome represents is who are you? Don't follow me, be you. And we want to help you be you. And we want to support you in being you, whatever that is for you. And, and here's some tools and this one might work for you and maybe not. And you can try that one and maybe not. And you're going to like this one. And it's what is it that resonates with you for who you are in your sovereign self when you stand in your self-mastery. Whereas before, I'm in total agreement, and this change is just starting to evolve now, but before it was like, oh, I do exactly what, you know, I listen to Gay Hendricks or I listen to Tony Robbins or I listen to this person or that person or, and I'm going to do exactly what they say. And, you know, it's the flock, you know, everyone's got their flock. And that is changing, which I'm excited about. You know, when people say to me, Aisha, you're a great leader, I'm always saying, I'm not leading anyone anywhere. You know, I'm just helping you be you. I'm not a leader, I'm just helping you be you, right? And, and that's it, and whatever that means for you. And that's a, that's a strange concept for people because up until now, all the conditioning is follow someone. Before that, even in religious, it was like, follow you know because we all thought before that god was something outside of us so it would be follow god in whatever different ways that we did it with every whatever different names that we called it but now it's just like no we're all part of this and what's my role you know now we're starting to see that we're all part of this fabric this cloth so what's my role in it according to me not according to anybody else and that's where things are starting to change. So that self-development or self-mastery now is changing. The words themselves are changing. And it is about remembering who and what you were meant to be and reclaiming that mastery in yourself, but learning how do I remaster this? How do I uncondition all this millennia of conditioning so I can take my role in this and, and in a very empowered and courageous way? So the whole concept is changing and it, it takes, it takes work, right? Because we've got to get past our stuff and our ancestral stuff. And there's stuff there that needs to be healed and, and worked through. However, you can still start today and start stepping into who you were meant to be and still dealing with your stuff. You got to deal with it, but that shouldn't stop you from becoming who you like taking on your role and whatever that might be and allowing yourself to do it and it is that it's about allowing yourself to do it so thank you so much for joining and have a fantastic day and big love much love to all of you have a great great day everyone bye-bye